Buenos dias, Mission Street. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 17th of June, 2021. Quick summary of the stuff you need to know about what's happening in Argentina. Let's start with the state of international travel. On Monday, the 14th, Argentina placed a new restriction on international air traffic to limit the entry and eventual spread of the new COVID-19 variants, particularly the Delta strain identified in India. All flights to and from a number of destinations have been blocked, such as Turkey, Brazil, Chile, India, and the United Kingdom, as well as Ireland. In addition, the new measures will extend the existing closure of the country's borders to non-resident foreigners until at least the 25th of June. On that note, the health ministry confirmed last week that at least two Argentines have been infected with the Delta strain. Both of them have been in France recently and took a PCR test in Ethiatha Airport upon their return. Officials said they were isolated as soon as they got the results and placed under observation, as well as passengers that had sat next to them on the airplane. The government is concerned that these new variants may jeopardize the vaccination efforts that have already been made. After speeding up the immunization process in the last couple of weeks, around a quarter of the population has received at least the first shot. In total, 20 million jabs from Sputnik V, Sinopharm, and AstraZeneca have arrived in the country. Meanwhile, private pharmaceutical firm Laboratorios Richmond is starting to manufacture Sputnik Vida and hopes to be producing vaccines at a rate of half a million doses per week, expanding to 5 million jabs per month within the next year. The lab confirmed that the first batch will be ready by the 19th of June for analysis by ANMAT, Argentina's Food and Drug Administration, and the Gamaleya Institute in Russia. Infections in the metropolitan area of Buenos Aires have been slowing down in the past two weeks, which led to a loosening of the curfew from Saturday the 12th to Friday the 25th of June. Working hours for restaurants, bars, and shops were extended. Curfew now runs only from 11 p.m. until 6 a.m. Movie theaters and churches will also reopen starting on the 18th of June to 30% of their capacity and social meetings and sport activities outdoors are now permitted with a cap of 10 people. In Buenos Aires City, classrooms of all schooling below secondary level have been reopened. Secondary school students now alternate between face-to-face and virtual learning. City Mayor Rodriguez Larreta has also confirmed that the dates of school's winter holidays will remain unchanged, which means they will start on the 19th of July and last until the 30th. In Buenos Aires Province, Governor Kisilov also announced a gradual return of in-person classes starting on Wednesday, the 16th of June. In the province, it's been more than eight weeks since kids last went to school. He said that while the contagion curve has still not reached desirable levels, the improvement of some indicators permitted a return to the classroom, always depending on an adherence to strict protocols. During the same press conference held on Friday the 11th, the governor also announced an agreement with China's CanSino lab for 5 million vaccines. CanSino has already been approved by Anmat and will be distributed nationwide. Speaking of vaccines, in the last week, we got some clarity about the failed deals with Pfizer. Nicolas Vaquer, general manager of Pfizer Argentina, said that the contract with the country had been frustrated by an incompatible legal framework. He cited differences over guarantees as an obstacle, even though the conditions proposed for a contract were signed by 116 other countries. Lastly, he confirmed that the lab had offered the government 13.5 million vaccines over 18 months, starting late in 2020, including only a million last year, 
2 million in the last quarter, and 5 million this quarter. The general manager gave no indication of whether the issue will be solved, but negotiations have not ceased. Meanwhile, a shipment of 930,000 AstraZeneca vaccines arrived from the U.S. on Monday the 14th and were received by President Fernandez himself. Buenos Aires is currently vaccinating anyone over the age of 45 with or without underlying conditions. If you're not a legal resident and yet you don't have your DNI, DNAE, Argentina's ID card, don't worry, you'll still be eligible to get your shot. Just be sure to identify yourself with your passport number on the official website when registering. Despite the new lighter measures, officials remain concerned by the high number of patients occupying intensive care beds and by the impact of coronavirus in the rest of the country. As of Friday night, almost 8,000 patients were being treated in the ICUs, with wards reaching 78% capacity nationwide. In Córdoba province, for example, a surge in cases forced the provincial government to introduce strict new restrictions, including the closure of schools until the 18th of June. Fortunately, the province also signed an agreement to purchase 1 million of the Chinese-Canadian Convedecia vaccines from CanSino. The first province to acquire vaccines on its own, however, was Jujuy. Its governor, Geraldo Morena Morales, reported that his government had already signed a preliminary agreement for 1 million Sinopharm vaccines. Meanwhile, Mendoza and Salta are negotiating with Johnson & Johnson. Even though the immunization scheme seems to be moving forward, this past week was not a good one for President Fernandez. During a high-profile state visit on Wednesday the 9th, he made a racist comment declaring that, quote, Mexicans come from the Indians, Brazilians came out of the jungle, but Argentines came from boats from Europe, end quote, which sparked anger and controversy because it's so racist and screwed up. He issued a lame but half-apology via Twitter. The high-profile state visit was Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez, who made a 24-hour official visit to Buenos Aires. Fernandez's comments were an attempt to underline their shared European origins that really missed the mark. They were condemned fiercely on Twitter by pretty much everybody. During the same visit, Sanchez offered total support to the Argentine government's bid to renegotiate debt with the IMF and Paris Club. He also said nations like Argentina need to an injection of public resources to spark economic recovery. This was Fernandez's first time hosting as head of state at the Casa Rosada since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. Since we're on the topic of state visits, Lower House Speaker Sergio Massa traveled to the United States on a special mission for Alberto Fernandez on a short tour designed to strengthen ties between the two countries. He will meet high-level government officials in Washington and New York, and hopefully set up a future meeting between President Fernandez and his U.S. counterpart, Joe Biden, later this year. Lots going on in the Americas. On Tuesday the 15th, the Organization of American State Permanent Council approved a resolution condemning the series of arrests in Nicaragua of presidential pre-candidates and the restrictions imposed on political parties and demanded the immediate release of political prisoners. This resolution against Nicaragua was endorsed by 26 countries, such as the United States, Chile, Colombia, and Brazil. Argentina, however, joined the Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Mexico in abstaining. Speaking of the regions, the World Bank forecasted just a 2.9% growth for 2022 in Latin America and the Caribbean. The report predicts that it will take a long time for much of the region to return to pre-pandemic production levels and the GDP per capita is projected to be 1.5% lower in 2022 compared to its level in 2019. 
we wrap up the episode. We're keeping our fingers crossed for tomorrow, the 18th of June's game against Uruguay. In case you haven't heard, this will be the second match of this year's football tournament, Copa America, which we've been talking about a lot in this podcast. Leading up to the first game, national team captain and football stratospheric superstar Lionel Messi issued a rallying call to his Argentina teammates declaring... It's time to strike. He's eager to win the trophy for his country, just like everybody in Argentina. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Argentina. Also, if you want to share any big news or events with us, be sure to let us know. We may even put it on the show. You can email us at podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at Rorschach.com. Nos vemos.